So welcome to the Nighthurst podcast this week. Uh, that was the excellent Warcake, who we've actually played on the podcast before, and they've become good friends of the podcast, I guess. We've um, we've been sort of talking with them on and off since we played uh, their debut. And uh, yeah, this is off their new album, Puce, which is coming out on Turn and Crow uh, today, the day of the podcast. So uh, yeah, if you want to check that out, it's at turnandcrow.bandcamp.com. But yeah, to me, this is like a step up from the last one. I mean, the, the first album was fantastic, wasn't it, Pete? But... Yeah, this is like psychedelic. It's strange. It's for a two-piece, just really inventive and and really interesting. So I love this straight away. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the whole too. thing. Like, give it a good listen. Yeah, the whole album is, is brilliant. You know, like I, I kind of put it on. Uh, I had a beer, a stout, so I put it on, and it was perfect. And just all the way through, you know, it was just it, it grabbed me and made me very happy. It's, it's the simplest way to put it. And you know, there's bits of you know, bits of stone of fuzz and maybe kind of almost like grunge and like a warped riot girl type thing in there as well. Which, how they do that with the two pieces is amazing. And, you know, the different songs in there, they've actually picked one of the slightly kind of stranger songs in there just because I like it, but, but really urge people to listen to the whole album because there's difference in the tracks. You know, you're saying like this step up, it, it, it is... But, you know, what I like about this band and why we kind of loved it straight away from last year from the EP was the fact that you could sense they've got something about them, you know, something to set them apart, um, even with that kind of limited recorded output available. And then, you know, this is the proof. This is the realisation of that. And it's a kind of the gratifying payoff because you kind of felt you knew there was an album of this, you know, of this quality in them. And then, you know, it doesn't make it any lesser glorious an experience as a result of that and honestly it's such a good album I, I was really just elated to hear this yeah i think i'm going to be ordering the the actual copy when it comes out it's actually Bandcamp day today as well isn't it so that's great yeah so i mean it's amazing to me that they've managed to put out an album after that ep was only out in september last year so yeah that's some production uh, looks like they might be on a bit of a conveyor belt um, kind of production line here, so really cool. So yeah, if you want to check out the uh, the first EP, you can go to walkate.bandcamp.com, but like I say, the album's available on Turn and Crow. Yeah, and it uh, looks like they've got a few bands on there, uh, so I'm going to check those out as well. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, so as ever, it's the Nine Nights Podcast. It's nine tracks that you might not have heard before, uh, new releases and things that we found through Bandcamp, submissions and the rest of it. This next one is another return to the podcast from a band called Orphan Donor, which is the sort of project of uh, the drummer from Secret Cutter, who has, produces all the music and he's got a mate to do the uh, vocals. And yeah, we played their first release, uh, which is called Old Patterns. I think that might have made it into our big list, actually, didn't it? Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a really good album. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, so they come back with something that's equally mesmerizing and strange and and kind of just caught our attention again yeah a new a new record called unraveled and i'd say that they're on a kind of maybe a slower tip this time that first album just sounded like a rush to the senses this sounds a bit more drunk a bit more kind of paced and a bit chaotic but not in a sort of rambling way it's it's uh lilting and and a strange i mean this this first track anyway uh that we found yeah just kind of blew me away again um, I don't know what you made of this, Pete. Yeah, I'd, I'd miss that they, they 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 were coming back actually until you you kind of chose this track and it it sounds absolutely massive. And amongst that kind of huge wall of instrumentation and the clanging drums, you've got the vocals which are screamed at the absolute outer reaches of the you know of lung capacity. 
and yet within that there's a kind of like a rare emotion that's, that's hard to fathom it really it, it's wonderful and and like this just as a first song that we've heard from this you know that you sense this is going to be this is going to be another special album compared to the last uh, record i mean that that first one was just like a bit of a chaotic kind of introduction and i think this is almost like a development and i think there's a few other bands on the podcast today that have got this kind of detached almost observer sort of sound to it it's it's very um out there and the narrative sounds quite strange yeah i think uh anyone who likes this is going to have some uh, other treats throughout the podcast this week so yeah we're going to play the song my friend the hornet the album's called unraveled and you can get it at orphandonor.bandcamp.com <laughs>
So the next track we're going to play is by a band called Lucid Sins, and uh, yeah, they've got an album out on Totem Cat Records, who I know we've played before. Uh, these guys are from Scotland, it seems. This track we're going to play is just mesmerising, really. It's um, very chilled out. Very. It sounds to me like the first Sword album, if if you sort of turn down the pace and and just let it sort of mellow a little bit. Um, how did you find this one, Pete? Um, it was sent to our emails. It's a it's a name. I recognise, um, but I'm not sure I've ever heard them before. But there are people, you know, there's, I know of lots of people who've, who've kind of said great things about this. I think um, Juma from Kurakuma is kind of, uh, I think, was one of them as well. So, you know, people who use kind of um, musical taste you trust. And I, I don't know why I haven't got around to him earlier because, you know, the list of this album, I was completely mesmerised by it. It reminds me of, you know, the first three witchcraft albums, which, you know, which are basically three of the most perfect albums ever made, in my opinion. Um, toning down the dramatism and maybe the kind of the occultism a little bit than those. You've got, you know, and I, I was thinking of like Circulus, if they weren't medieval or, you know, but then even kind of like, you know, trad rock and, and you know, they described themselves as AOR. And um, I think I saw a comparison to Blue Oyster Cult. It's very accomplished. It's, it's warming. It's I, I just... Just brilliant! I loved the whole album, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get into this band a lot. I'm gonna go back because, because this is just right on my street. Yeah, like you say, that that sort of comparison to sort of classic rock and and that kind of sound. I got a little bit of Jethro Tull, maybe it's got that eccentricity to it as well, like mm. the, the storytelling and the strange vocals, and yeah, I loved it. Really, really interesting record. Um, so I've only heard uh, the song we're going to play so far, um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to dive into this album and, and really sort of absorb it. Um, beautiful artwork as well. It looks like a sort of wood carving. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was very taken with this. Uh, so the album's called Cursed, and you can get it at lucidsins.bandcamp.com or via the Totem Cat Records website, and we're going to play the title track.
So, friend of Nine Hertz and uh, general awesome guy, uh, Kunal Nandi, who runs uh, Superfy Records, which is a distro and a record label that's been going for, I'd say, 20 years now, maybe more, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, Kunal's put out dozens and dozens of bands over the years, Melt Banana, Narcosis, Snowblood, and, and all these amazing bands over the years. I mean, they're quite early ones that I've just mentioned. Consistently good taste, consistently amazing, innovative music and really cool stuff so when he sends us something we we pay attention um and uh, that's the case with this next band uh, called casing and um yeah it's a sort of solo project i guess but it, it sounds like a full rip-roaring band to me um this 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 record called uh, patterns of deterioration is just amazing and um yeah it's industrial it's odd it's off kilter it's got kind of this chopping kind of sound to it and yeah I, I was absolutely blown away so it's all over very quickly but it's amazing so i bought the uh, digital version from casing themselves but you can get the tape through um super records in europe really amazing release and um i had to play it really um what did you make of it pete yeah similar there was you, you know you kind of mentioned the sound to it and, and it is distinctive throughout it you know it's like they're kind of a thought of a flattening guitar uh, sorry a flattened guitar sound which you know, and then these relentless drums, and it makes you feel like a punching bag. You know, there's just there's no escape, um, is there? <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's these bits of hardcore, the bits of grindcore. You know, the, there's a, you, may, you know, I think they mentioned like, like a sludge mindset in there, and then you know, you you say like a, you said industrial kind of mentioned power electronics, and those you know, you see those inputs and you hear them and you feel them. all that kind of amalgamates into this chaotic wall of noise, which just you know, like I say, it just hits you constantly and, and it's it's an experience it's really good yeah it's it's a really interesting record and not one to put on um you know for maybe a pick-me-up but um <laughs> you know what well, a lot of this music that we play on the podcast probably isn't so um there you go yeah so we're going to play the song worn out lines um i think you should just probably just go and listen to this whole record because it's absolutely brilliant you can get this at casing.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the song worn out lines <laughs>
So sometimes bands that we play are completely unknown uh, to the other person who's uh, sort of hearing them. Uh, we sort of pick tracks separately and, and come together and agree which one's going to play. And this one just blew my head off, really. I mean, um, I know I say that about a lot of things, but this band Hepless Wretch um, from London, uh, never heard of them before, um, seems to be a uh, another solo project. And I guess you could describe it as black metal, but like it's just so roughly recorded and it's got deathy chops in there as well. It's really unrelenting I, I i couldn't quite get my head around it the first listen but I, I absolutely love it it's um sounds like it's been buried dug up and slammed into a tape machine which i, I can always appreciate um yeah. so how did you find this one pete um well I, I kind of just happened across it and then on the same day or later the same day um they emailed us with you know with with lincoln you know asking if we'd be interested and i was like i'm already on it um I, you know i already knew it was going to kind of send it to you and it, it's something which I figured you'd get as well. You know, I, I knew this would be something be up your street. It's that kind of, it's like you say, it's kind of this kind of sonic assault almost. It's black metal, but then it's coated in so many different manner of noises. It feels like it's constructed to oppress your eardrums. You know, it's just, you know, it's scuzzy and it's grimy, but it's exhilarating with all that. I like the fact that it's got short song lengths as well. It feels, you know, it's it's there to kind of to get in and, and for maximum impact and just, you know, like uh, get you and then get out. And the whole kind of, you know, it's four four songs. Um, it's, it's it's efficient in doing its job, and it just I just like the whole thing. I thought it was a really, you know, really good and dark and horrible release. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, um, it's simply called Volume 1, and I feel like it deserves a cassette release. I, th- I feel like this belongs on cassette. It, you know, it needs to be like this rough, beaten-up kind of C90. Yeah, it, it deserves like that kind of physical presence. It sounds like it's already on you know, a damaged uh, cassette tape um, somewhere, but yeah, this is a digital-only at the moment, it looks like. Um, you can get this at haplusretch.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the opening track, which is Natrium Mir.
This next track is a real oddity, I guess. Um, so Vivian Slaughter, who was in Gallhammer uh, many years ago, amazing Doom band that we've pro- we probably would have played if the podcast was going when they were about. But um, yeah, really sort of respected, sort of very, very much a Doom band with, with a lot of fans uh, across the world, I think. Um, has come out with this amazing uh, new project uh, called Gallchrist. And uh, just a demo at the moment, but um, I had to play it because it was just so strange. It sounds like a cross between the doom metal of of, um, Gorehammer, but with a dungeon synth weird kind of atmosphere to it. It sounds like the soundtrack to an old computer game, if old computer games were about witchcraft and spells and and magic and things like that. I I thought this was a really interesting release. Yeah, been putting music out under Vivian Christ through Ritual Productions, which is kind of the the British label home of like Ramesses and Bong and Eleven Paranoias, which, you know, which is probably fitting really. Uh, you know, this is slightly sideways from that. And it's, there's kind of a line on the Bandcamp, which kind of perfectly describes them, which is dungeon synth inspired blackened Casio noise doom. It's hard to kind of top that, really. It's, it's suitably creepy. It's, you know, it's like this warped mind laid bare for us all to kind of wallow in. It, felt, it feels better the odder this is. And then, you know, you kind of enjoy that creepiness to it. Definitely. I think um, it says it was actually recorded, um, into, recorded, mixed and mastered, but in the same day um, in March. And it came out on that, on that same day as well, which to me just really sums up Dungeon Synth, really. I think a lot of Dungeon Synth is almost like improvised and, and sort of you, you let the music kind of guide you and you, you come up with something very atmospheric as a result. And that's got a, it's got an air of that, definitely. It sounds like they maybe laid down the bass line and, and then just followed it with this weird um, Casio and, and sort of modular synthesizer sort of stuff. And as a result, you've got this very haunted sound. It's like, you know, haunted electronics or something. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, so I hope it's um, the first of many. Um, really, really enjoyed this. So it's really strange. You can get this at viviancris.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the song Chaotic Circle.
So talking of oddities, I think we're, we're playing quite a few tonight, and this is another one. So Pete, you've uh, managed to find a band from Bristol who I think I've never heard of, but they've been going since uh, 2015 called The Malefic Grip, and this is strange stuff, isn't it? But I, I really liked it. The record's called Yesterday's Problems Today, which I love as well. So yeah, I mean, really odd um, delivery, really odd sound but it's got like sludgy vibes it's got like i don't know like experimental vibes as well it sounds a little bit indie um like weirdness as well so how did you come across this one they emailed us and um i'm glad they did again a bit like uh lucy sins is a name i'm familiar with but it may just be it's a uk doom band and therefore kind of you know like you've seen it from gig listings and things and and similar to what you say that is that oddness to it that kind of uh, attracted me to it more than you know more than just your kind of standard doom band and you know even when you think right it, they've locked into like a sludgy doom bit here and this this tracks like a perfect example of it even then all of a sudden the kind of it, it breaks away from that and it feels um there's like a stench of sleaze and there's muck and dirt and it stands slightly aside from those sludge norms and it's you know it's an eccentricity that's most welcome. It's you know it's asymmetrically constructed. You know it doesn't conform to verse chorus standards, and like I say, that's what makes this interesting and different, and will kind of instantly grab our attention. You know, I think that's something we'll always look out for. So I was you know more than happy to play this. Yeah, I think I've often played like gigs across the UK, and you just you end up on the bill with bands like this, and it's it's amazing. Just like these undiscovered gems and i think that's why we do the podcast just to, to sort of shine light on these these weird oddities that have kind of um existed for a long time but maybe haven't got uh you know attention outside of their their circles so i loved this i thought it was brilliant so yeah we're gonna play the song piss hassle and you can get it at the maleficgrip.bandcamp.com um yeah and I'd, I'd just like delve into this it looks like they've got quite a few uh bits and pieces that they've done before as well so it doesn't take itself ex- extremely seriously which is an amazing thing so yeah enjoy this Our only hope always makes one anxious Because it means that if the only hope doesn't work There is nothing left
So another one that's returning to the podcast. This is from, like, I think we, we played these in about 2019. Seed of the Sorcerer, Womb of the Witch. As you might guess from the, the title, they're a sort of sludgy doom band. Um, and yeah, just really does what it says on the tin. Um, but yeah, they do it with such style and such, yeah inventiveness that I really enjoyed their first release. They've done a, a sort of follow-up to that. So the first one was called Spellbook 1, Seridwen, and uh, they've done Spellbook 2, Connolly Collapse. Uh, they did a 420 single, which is what we'll talk about today, uh, which is called Necro Bonicon. And yeah, it looks like they've released it on, on tape. It's only eight minutes long, and it's uh, just a single release. But yeah, yeah, blew me away again, and I just really enjoyed it. And I think um, we've sort of held back. We played the band Bongzilla recently when they returned, so I didn't want to sort of overload it with too much weed and, uh, you know, like this icon iconography sort of stuff. But yeah, I just thought this was brilliant. I saved this up, and I thought today was the correct day to play it. Um, really enjoyed this. Yeah, I think we could have had a couple of podcasts to release that just came out in 420. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what I like, what I like about this is it's, it's got a theme, you know, from that kind of the cover art, which is the Necronomicon in the shape of a bong, to <laughs> um, the, to the lyrics, which are incredible. You know, like just if you just like click on the bandcamp and read them, there's there's something to behold. You know, like the the opening line is demonic spells etched into glass, a bong forged to raise the dead, um, and all of it. It's like it 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 sticks to that that principle all the way through and everything about it is about if you smoke this bong you become a zombie essentially yeah and um it's like a savage doom send more paramedics that's and, a good description yeah <laughs> yeah that is a fun aesthetic you know you've got to you know you've got to appreciate that uh, when you add in this kind of it, i think i find them like quite you know on the death metal side of doom um, and then this kind of chudging sludge. It's it's almost like a bonus because it's just you know like you're so wrapped up with the, with the concept. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's what it's just ridiculous and yeah, a lot of fun, just a bit silly. Um, but yeah, we we love that. Uh, I've just read it as well. This is actually off their upcoming album, which is coming out later in the year, called Sacrificial Mass of Sexual Flesh. Which yeah. There you go, That's, there's not much more you can say there, really. Really cool. So yeah, um, we're going to play this. It's Necro Bongicon, and you can get it at sotswotw.bandcamp.com.
so it's another one uh, that we've played before next, but um, yeah, non Serviam from France who like blew us away with um, with a record that they sent us back in June last year, I think, called Le Coeur Bat, and yeah, it, it was it kind of blew our minds, and, and they've got a new record out called Work, which is coming out on Trepanation Recordings. This is even more steeped in kind of samples and weirdness and um, like political messaging and all sorts. So yeah, it's it's an amazing um, piece of art really, and. Like I, I was completely taken with this track uh, when he sent it through, but I think I would have picked it myself. But um, it's great to see a band that were searching for a label find a home on one that we're so keen on. I mean, Trepanation are putting out so many good bands; it's hard to keep up, to be honest. I mean, they do digital releases as well, but their physical stuff is is unmatched, to be honest. At the moment, um, I th- I'd say there's only a few other UK labels doing as good a job, and this is a, an amazing release, really. I mean, they're putting out a live improvisations volume as well. Uh, as well as Le Corbat, which is actually getting a, a label release now, which is amazing. But yeah, I'd say this this one is more accomplished, perhaps, and, and more kind of concept-y. It, it's, it's just really, really weird, isn't it? I mean, this track sounds like a, a, a chopped-up tape collage and, and just sort of sets out the stakes in the ground, really, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there were the kind of like enigmatic, cinematic... You know, there, there's anonymous collective who you know, kind of sprang out from nowhere last year and, and they've kind of managed to deliver against the against the hype. Maybe not hype, that's not fair. Against kind of the, the buzz that surrounded them, you know, at the time from last year and then to return so quickly, like you said, with two albums. And, they've, they, you know, this mystery around them, you know, they're kind of, they are anonymous, you know, they're not kind of, no one's clear about who's in them. And then you've got like that grand attention-grabbing artwork that's there. All of that, it's fantastic to see them because it's so eclectic sounding and so different and you know I've, I've picked a song that wouldn't well definitely wouldn't fit within our normal remit but because you know they've stayed they've, they've got all this kind of you know non-metal influences but also you know black metal and doom and maybe more obviously when you listen to this track industrial so i like that it drew me in it's not music i would listen to you know if you take this track in particular it's not music i'd listen to normally but i love it and i've played this over and over and over and any doubts i had about whether it fit within our podcast which is daft because i know we're kind of open-minded but it it just i I realized i had to play it because i've got this on loop almost to me with my very very limited um kind of knowledge on, on music like this it reminds me of like the electro like drum and bass soundtrack work of Clint Mantell reminds me very much of Aphex Twin uh, there's bits of like you know and then there's elsewhere there's like bits of trip hop um the metal influences because that's where I'm obviously more at home you're talking like uh Trent Reznor where you know what like his you know the modern film scores he does and most of all like, I it kind of Perdition City by Ulver but you know it's, it's it's wide ranging and beyond my kind of remit to fully call this it's just most of all it just sounds fantastic and sounds weirdly kind of engaging and full of heart despite its kind of electronic and industrial overtone yeah it's got the metal feel to it but it's very eclectic it's very sort of I'd say this is possibly the most avant-garde they've sounded so far, and and it's brilliant. It's got. I mean, you, you've nailed it with those influences, I guess. Um, I, I guess they'd be looking to you know innovative people like John Zorn or you know people who cut up physical tape loops and and put them in sequences and and all sorts. So yeah, this is a really accomplished um, record, and yeah, just just kind of intriguing and, and like you say you can play this over and over again and hear something new each time i think so 
that's always a great a great sign really so yeah if you want to check this out you can get it at non-serviam.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the song Desperandum when you go to school you're not given the criteria by which to judge between quality this or quality that all they do is teach you just enough to be some kind of a slug in a factory to do your job so you can take home a paycheck and consume some other stuff that somebody else makes 